if you're thinking about it, you just have to go do it because it's, those things don't just fall in your lap by thinking about it. You have to take the action. And if somebody is doing something that you think you might like doing or that inspires you in any way, try it. Welcome everyone to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And in today's episode, I am going to be interviewing someone that is really inspirational to anyone who is maybe thinking about going back to college or maybe is one of those people that just needs some motivation to go back to college. I hope after listening to this episode, you'll find that motivation in you. Also, if you have not yet followed the social media pages for The 209 Journey, I encourage you to do so. You can find them at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, search for the podcast on YouTube. Just search for The 209 Journey Podcast, and you'll be able to find all the episodes if you'd like to listen on YouTube instead. Or also, if you want to learn more about The 209, I am going to be recording some videos of events, businesses here in the area. So be on the lookout for that. So I encourage you to also subscribe to the channel so you can find out when those videos get posted. I also wanted to say, if you have not yet had a chance to attend a Stockton Con, I encourage you to do so. And no, they're not sponsoring this, but yesterday I actually attended Stockton Con and some of you may have seen it there in the stories as well. And I had a blast. It's an awesome event. So if you want to attend, I believe to do another one in the summer. And this was the first time they were actually doing a two-day conference. So there should be plenty of opportunities to attend if you can't make one day or another. So uh, really awesome that they do the show two days instead of just one day. So my special guest today is Veronica Sexton. She is actually a student at CSU Stanislaus. And she was actually born in Sherlock, but raised in Modesto. And she decided to go back to college in her 40s. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm really interested in learning more about how she made the decision to go back and hopefully for her to be able to serve as inspiration to anyone who might be listening right now and on the fence about going back to college because of their age or maybe family situation as well. well welcome to the 209 Journey, Veronica. Thank you for hopping on. How's it going? Great. Thank you for having me. As I mentioned at the end of the last episode and then at the beginning of this one too, you have a really inspirational story to tell about, you know, how you went back to college in your 40s. But before we get to that, I do want to start off by asking you more about how it was for you to grow up here in the 209. I know that you were born in Sherlock, raised in Modesto. So just tell me more about what, what that was like. And I guess, you know, now uh, all this many years after, like, how have you noticed things change? Because I know things have really changed a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I am originally from Turlock and life kind of took full circle because I'm living in Turlock actually for the first time in my life. I grew up in Modesto and it just happened to be back then that um, it was um, quite a while ago. It was it was somewhere back in the 70s. And um, back then, my mom's doctor only could see her in Turlock. So they traveled out to Turlock. And, um, you know, things were very simple back then. And we uh, grew up, I grew up in Modesto. And I went to a very, very great 
public school, ciphered. I grew up with a great group of friends from kindergarten through high school. And I absolutely loved going to school back then. Um, And so I believe that's a big part of the reason why I was excited to go back to school in my 40s. I had thought about it before, but I was also inspired by my daughter. And so Zoe mentioned to me one day that, you know, she thought maybe I should just go back to school. Otherwise, I might not do it because I was thinking about it. And I thought, yeah, you know, she's right. And so I had signed up and I started last year. So I completed two 4.0 semesters so far that I'm quite proud of. The first semester was a little nerve wracking, but I assimilated myself pretty well into the culture there at school. And second semester, I started to get more involved. And by this third semester, I've certainly been able to process the whole experience. Everything just happened so fast and so suddenly, and I just immersed myself in everything. And so it does bring up a great perspective in how I would compare it now from growing up. And um, I actually attended UC Irvine in the 90s, um, and that was before I had my children. And so um, even back then, so I have a couple of life experiences to compare my my experience now too. But um, back then, things, we didn't even have cell phones. And so I often even wonder how I got around without any sort of GPS. And we didn't even have MapQuest um, because we didn't really have the internet. And so I'm that old. And so I think it's just so great. I'm having such a great time because I tell everyone, I feel like I'm learning more from the other students that are all about my children's ages. And so I feel like there's so much more value and richness in generational learning and what I'm learning from the younger students. And so I was the first semester a little worried about going back in my 40s and being with these younger kids. But I've learned that age is really just a number. They do not look at you any differently than any other student there. If you're working on the same assignment, we're all pitching in to try to get it done together. And nobody's looking at my gray hairs or my glasses or anything like that. I'm just a student. And I love it because the kids really teach me that. And um, I, I try not to call them kids. I try to just say students because I try not to be ageist or anything. But um I'm trying to process and make that differentiation. And so my kids are really proud of me um, because there are a lot of things that I've been able to adapt to and learn and really recognize. And one of them is the use of pronouns. And so that's big in school right now. The, The she, her, hers, they, and my favorite is Aya. And so I was, I just, I really didn't understand it at first. And um, somebody had mentioned why they didn't use it. And I thought, yeah, that's a, that sounds like a valid reason. And I kind of felt like it was just, I don't know, tedious or too much work, or maybe it was just my age. I thought it wasn't necessary because I didn't grow up with the use of it. 
And um, so then I try to use that same explanation to one of my professors, my writing professor, as a matter of fact. And I, I said, oh, well, you know, I really don't feel like I need to use it for this reason and whatever. And she emailed me back and said very nicely that it's just simply a way for her to understand how we view ourselves in the world. And really, once I heard that, it meant a lot to me because I thought, wow, this person really cares about who I am and how I see myself, like trying to understand me in a different perspective and a different set of shoes. And so since then, I just like, okay, I proudly use my my pronouns, she, her, Aya, and I adopted the Aya after, to, after I took a Latinx um, course study. And um, so now my my daughters are very proud of me that I proudly use my pronouns. And I feel like that's something that I was able to learn from being in school with younger students and being able to understand that they also see the world differently. And I guess in comparison to trying to explain things to maybe like um, my mom's generation, the baby boomer generation, it's a little harder for them to maybe understand or accept those types of ideologies now. And so I, I just go with it now. And I, I try to really stay open-minded because I feel like that's where I learn and being able to connect with the other students. Another funny story I have to add though, really quick is that I remember my dad bringing home the first microwave and this is like how old I am. And I tell my kids that and they laugh because I go, yeah, I remember like grandpa bringing home very first microwave we ever got. It was like a big deal. Microwaves and VCRs were a big deal Mm -hmm. when I was young. Like, um, so now, like when I go to class, they have it set up with the cameras so that you can do the Zoom classes and classes are so high tech now. I go with it again, I'm learning. And so I think working at AT AT&T helped me because I was always staying on top of technology. And I always knew like the newest phones and how to program the phones. And so learning things on the computer and learning things like on the phones, I find pretty simple, like I, I don't struggle with that. So I think that helps me definitely keep up with the younger students and being able to operate, navigate through classes and lectures. Cause I do have one class that's through zoom. And then a lot of our coursework is uploaded um, through a system um, through a portal system that actually went down on us last week. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so I took a job with um, the signal paper at Stan state. And so I'm a videographer, photographer, and and journalist. And um, I just came back from a baseball game. So I got to photograph my first um, sporting event today. And that was a baseball game. So that was pretty fun. And it started raining on us. And (laughs) I know um, we played Hell State Monterey Bay. Yeah, I'm having fun with this job. I have a few classmates that I had last semester yeah, I, I am a creative media major and an art minor. And so I'm doing a lot of just creative type work. And I I like connecting with these students because I learn from them. And so I, I volunteered to go to this baseball game um, so that I can get some help and being able to learn how to operate my camera better and 
just trying to learn things with the help and inspiration of people and students that I know do well in these in these certain areas. So this is, again, my third semester. And this is where I feel like I've been able to immerse myself more and connect more with the students because I've already had a couple of semesters with them. And so I feel comfortable being able to ask for help. We do a lot of critique work. And so that's where, you know, after our work's done and we just go up there and put our work up there and it's open for critique from students and faculty, you know, from our, from our professors. And that's, that's really a great time to allow yourself to be vulnerable and open Mm -hmm. to really constructive criticism. And so if you really want to grow and be better at whatever you're going to school for, just be ready for that constructive criticism. And so it took me like the first semester to really get comfortable (laughs) with it. It really did, Mm -hmm. especially graphic design. And I was so new to it. And it's fun now because I look at my work and it's just where I've grown. I can see that growth. Mm -hmm. I've um, dived into my art classes this semester, which has been very interesting because I've been doing digital media design. And so I added this art minor last semester and um, it's been fun. It really kind of took me by surprise. Um, I thought for a split second that maybe I didn't need the art minor, but then my video professor had suggested the art minor. And since I was taking a lot of the classes already for it, that I could just add the art minor and I would have to take a few extra classes And what I didn't realize was that I was going to be taking actual art, like drawing and painting. And Mm -hmm. I've really never taken an art class and I've always loved art. And my mom used to paint and my dad was a a musician. And so creative parents. And um, I've always enjoyed, like I said, art and just color and design and visuals. And I think that explains a lot of the jobs that I've had before. And so now that I've started my drawing and my art, my painting classes, and we're getting into the real fundamentals and the terms, and I'm just like, wow, I am so amazed, not only at what I've learned and the progress, but how I'm able to now connect the dots, like the puzzle is all coming together, because what I learned the last two semesters I learned in graphic design and it was digital media. And so my professor, a lot of his critiques were based on art terms and I couldn't fully grasp it, but I kind of understood them. So now that I'm taking the basics and the fundamentals, now it's making more sense. And now I'm understanding why we did all these grids and graphic design and the use of certain tools and elements and I am so grateful now for this academic path for adding that art minor because I feel like it just enriches everything that I've been able to learn. So I think this kind of ties into that saying where it's not about the destination, it's the journey, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought I was just going back to go finish a degree. I just thought like, okay, I'm going to go back and just finish this degree, go to class, sit in the back, just kind (laughs) of just be invisible and get it over and done with and say I did it because, you know, I didn't want to be this older person in college for for too long and stand out. But 
it kind of just happened. I just started writing. I had this great journalism class last semester, and I was so inspired to to just write more about the things that I enjoy. And I find that I just, once I start writing about things that I, I like and I'm inspired by, it's easier for me to be creative in my writing. It's like I tell my kids, you just have to really find the things that really bring you joy and those ultimately become your passions. And I feel like no matter at what age that it's important that we continue to channel the things that bring us joy and fulfillment and that keep our passion ignited because as you get older, you you, you kind of do slow down. So I feel it's important that you be able to find ways to keep your energy levels up, really, if there's any advice that I can go that I could give for going back to school, I started when I was 48, I turned 49 the very next semester, and I just turned 50. And so the best way to explain it sometimes is like, I feel like one of those movies where like the little girl bonks her head and then she wakes up and she's like <laughs> this old person in college and cause she never finished or something. I'm like, my, my, it feels that way. It feels so mm. surreal sometimes because I don't feel 50. I don't, I mm. feel like me in high school because I, I went to buyer growing up mm. and um, I love, I love my high school. I did speech and debate for four years and I was connected with um, school then and so this has always been a part of me. And so now I feel like life has come full circle. Life is really about fulfilling the things that bring you joy. And I think it's important that any little thing, any little thing or big thing that may ever linger in the back of your mind as you start to get older. And I always knew because I always knew that my time was passing to go back to school. And so I feel like that's probably why it did take me a while to go back. I thought I'm going to wait till my kids are grown and well, they're all grown. And now I'm, now I'm doing it. So it feels, it feels surreal sometimes, but it's so rewarding to know that I've been able to make some great connections with the students and my professors and be inspired in so many ways, not just from the textbook learning and not just from my professors, but from the other students. And just really everybody there on campus has been so welcoming and inspiring in so many ways. Like everybody wants to succeed. So everybody's helping each other to succeed. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about the energy at school there. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the future has in store. Um, I should have about two more semesters. Um, I know that I'm covering graduation this spring um, with the signals. So I'm excited for that. So I like that there are a lot of things to look forward to at my age um, being in college, because it's not just like this straight, narrow path of, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm just going to finish two years. Really, that's what I had in the back of my mind. And it just took a different path. And I think an important thing is you just have to allow yourself to be able to go 
in whatever direction, academic direction your life kind of takes you in. And so I I really trusted my my professor. I felt like she knew the best direction for my major. And so I took her advice and I, I see how valuable it is. Again, not even just in graphic design, but even in photography and in my video and being able to compose things with artistic value, I feel for me personally is my goal. I wrote an article. Um, it's on the csusignal.com. And I wrote an article on the creative media major because it's such a new major. It's part of a five-year pilot program that's completing its course. And so next year will be the first year that it's going to be considered a regular major. So um, they basically, three professors um, came up with the idea to have this new major um, that was inclusive of journalism and marketing and graphic design. And they just kind of took all these elements that they felt were important for the job market now to be able to use to go out and promote yourself and express yourself now with the use of all these different mediums. Because when you go out there, we had an uh, assignment, as a matter of fact, looking up journalism type careers and jobs. And they all asked for a minimum, at least of like three types of skill sets, major skill Mm -hmm. sets. You're not just going to be a journalist anymore. You're not going to just be a a Mm -hmm. writer. You're going to be a writer. You're going to be a photographer. (laughs) You're going to be a videographer. And that's literally what I got hired for. I got like three jobs in one, (laughs) you know, and I'm I'm on student pay (laughs) and it's important. But what's great about it is that it is doable and people are doing Mm -hmm. it all the time now. So I think it's all going to be about trying to pursue as many ways to storytell and to promote your, your art, your creativity. And so that is part of what I'm learning in my journalism classes is being able to use social media and the different platforms and the functionality of each one and the proper use of just even videos and hyperlinks. And that's another perfect example of how different my experience now in comparison to back when I was younger was that even how we are, how we're promoting ourselves and our work and being able to communicate, it's so abundant. Like, like I was telling my friend earlier, like we had one or two ways to communicate. Like I'd write you a letter or I'd call you on a phone. Like we didn't have <laughs> Zoom and we didn't have emails and we didn't have mm. IG. We didn't have like, oh, if I can't get a hold of you on IG, I'll get a hold of you on a text. If I can't get a hold of you on a text, I'll get a hold of you on Snapchat. Yeah. And then it was like, if I saw you at school or if I mm. was at home to answer a phone call, other than that, you were like, hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's amazing to me. So for me at my age, I also try to like process how fast technology has really brought us. And so it is exciting for me at my age to still be in school and see what technology, like how far technology has brought us even in a classroom. So I, I appreciate that experience a thousand percent being able to see from when I was in school, from grade school, from the first time in college to now, 
it's just pretty impressive of how fast things have changed. And so again, it just reminds me of with that, you just have to be able to go with the flow. And that's what I've learned being in college at my age. Like I can't slow down. So I have to be able to keep up with these younger students. Mm -hmm. And um, even in my filmmaking class last semester, we did a lot of walking, a lot of running around on campus. Those cameras get heavy. I'm always carrying Mm -hmm. a camera bag, a backpack, a laptop in my backpack, um, usually another little bag, um, you know, maybe a coffee and something uh, like a protein bar on the go. But I'm always carrying something and staying busy and trying to really keep up so that I can maintain good grades. And so I I do use the rec center at school. I try to stay active in that sense, because I feel like the body in motion stays in motion. And so as cold as it was today, I (laughs) ventured out to that baseball game and got out there and got some great pictures. And so I love what I'm doing. And I think that makes all the difference. And going back to school is that I I feel like after all these years, I finally was able to decide what I wanted to major in because I had a tough time for a long time. I had UC Irvine, I was a psychology major. And um, then I came back to the Valley. And when I decided that I wanted to go back, uh, I was going to go back as a social science major. And then I changed it to communications. And I was, that's actually what I was going to go back to Stan State with as a communications major. Um, I initially was going to try to go back to UC Merced. I thought maybe I'd stay in the UC system and it was going to be a commute for me. And I looked at Stan State's schedule again and I said, well, let me look at their schedule one last time. Their spring enrollment was still open Um, UC Merced's had closed already. So I thought, okay, well, let me check Stan State out again. And when I saw they had this creative media program, that's when I said, oh my gosh, this is everything I want to do and learn. Because again, I, my my experience in print and visual design and and previous communication type work, it's just like, that's, I knew it. That's, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so my first semester, I was a little bit in awe. I, I was like, wow, I'm doing this. <laughs> and so third semester, sometimes I'm still in awe, but I'm really proud of the growth that I've been able to make and the connection from the past to the present. And so that being able to live through a few generations and see those changes, it's um, it's pretty impressive. I am pretty proud of of the journey so far because a lot of times I think as we get older, it's easy to slow down and just think that because, Oh, we're 50 that you know, I have to go to bed at eight or nine. (laughs) It's not true because there's uh, finals is a great example. Like time, time is an illusion, right? With finals. It really is. It doesn't exist. You stay up till as long as you need to, study. And so um, my body's learned to withstand, you know, time and um, energy. And so as I think it's important as we get older, that we take care of ourselves to be able to withstand those things, because that is a a priority for me, I try to take my my health, uh, make it a priority. And I know sometimes 
um, you know, families and relationships. And there's a lot of reasons why people put school to the side. And I was one of those. And it was a very long time. It was like 25 years. But again, it was something that I knew it that I just had always wanted to fulfill and finish. And I think since I lost my dad in 2020, it was also another important reason for me to be able to go back and um, I'll try not to get <laughs> emotional, but mm. yeah, it was, you know, 2020 was a hectic year and that's when COVID hit. We went through quarantine and it was um, just an unfortunate way to lose my dad. And so since then, uh, my dad served two tours in Vietnam and he was a warrior and Stan State mascot is warriors. And mm. so I'm just so proud to be a warrior because I feel my dad's warrior strength. He really is, uh, was a, a great man. And so a large reason for me going back aside from inspiring my own children and um, it's a lot for legacy and reasons that I hope that are passed down for many generations. So I encourage everybody, no matter what it is, whether it's school or whether it's trying to learn how to skate or learn how to draw or just learn anything new, like it's never too late and you're never too old to try anything new. And the important part is that you just keep an open frame of mind and allow yourself to learn and grow from that. Because that's how I feel learning how to draw Mm -hmm. at my age. I'm like, wow, I'm learning how to draw because I always thought I've always loved art. And I've always just thought art was like this something magical, like, you know, Mm -hmm. just something people knew. And, And I couldn't really comprehend that it was something you could learn. And so my friend that teaches Zumba is also a studio art major. And so she's always been very encouraging when I, when we had to draw thumbnails in our video class and um, she would see my art and she would, she would say, Oh, how cute. Like your art's good. And I thought, "Mm, well, to me, not really. I kind of just saw (laughs) stick figures and nothing great. And so um, she's still been so encouraging and um, I've drawn a few pieces and charcoal and um, I'm getting excited about my progress in that area and in my painting. So when I see that growth and I see that development and I see that I've actually produced something, I am in awe even of my own work. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did that. I can't believe it. I get so excited. So I'm learning again, just the basics and the fundamentals. And I feel like they're things that I already knew, but now I'm able to put a name to it or understand the term. Um, And again, that helps me with the use in graphic design and other areas. So I'm just having fun in that area. I'm, I'm trying not to take my, my art, my minor too serious because a lot of my work is focused on my major, but the minor helps me in so many ways. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, again, it balances life. It kind of slows things down for me a bit. So I don't get overwhelmed with the writing (laughs) and the the video Mm -hmm. and the photography and all Mm -hmm. that. Well, that's really inspirational. I mean, all the things that you've said, and it's been really quite a journey. And I know you looked at it from like just a college perspective, but now I'm just like looking at it just overall and that like the jobs you had 
kind of like helped you a lot with like having this major now and being able to go back to school, especially with the creative media major is like so awesome to do it around this time, right? Because like you said, there's a bunch of tools out there and there's a bunch more things that you could do now and you could share it with people. You can get feedback from anyone in the world if you just want to share your stuff and you can have a portfolio with the website, have that all there in place. And yeah, it's it's rounded, like you said, and it's just really fantastic that, first of all, Stan State is now offering this major. I got to say, when I went to Stan State, they didn't offer this. <laughs> and now I'm like, mm, I wish they would have offered this too, because as a marketer myself, there's a lot of skills that you kind of had to learn on your own because they didn't offer it. So yeah. I'm glad those professors kind of met up and were like, hey, there's something going on here that we're falling behind, right? And so it's really great that they're doing this and makes me want to go back and just get a minor if that's even possible. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually check out my article that I wrote on the csusignal.com. I just wrote it on um, the creative media program because when I spoke to Professor Gomula, she was one of the three professors that helped create this program with the journalism professor. And um, they're going to be offering a minor in creative media. So it'll soon be a minor you can add, and they're um, looking into adding a master's program as well oh, in wow. creative media. Yeah. So there are still options out there, and it's such a great department because it's still small. I'm one of 40 students um, in the creative media program. That's how small it still is. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, it's, it's so specialized because there's so much one-on-one. And I actually got to interview Professor Gomula last semester when I wrote the article. And so this is where I got the information. And I had asked her what separated the creative media department from other schools. And she made a really great point on how it's still very small and there's still so much one-on-one support. And, And that is so true because... I absolutely enjoy working with my professors. If I need anything, like I can go and get that support and not feel like, oh, I've, I'm one of 400 students in this, you know, in this department here. We're literally just like this really small community tucked in, into the art department. <laughs> and um, we're growing, though. And that's mm-hmm. exciting. So um, I do hope that they add the master's program soon and the minor, because those skill sets, like you said, they're so mm-hmm. not only important, but just useful and being able to express yourself. And so I, I would encourage anybody to add a creative media minor or major if they're thinking of going into marketing or communications, because it's so robust. You're, the way I explained it to somebody was like, it's kind of like... um like a smorgasbord of departments. Like Mm -hmm. you get a little bit of journalism and marketing and graphic design and video and they understood. And there's another article that another student wrote before mine. And they talk about how the creative media program was actually made um, from those three professors, but they realized the importance of the job market. Once Mm -hmm. they saw what was out there in the job market and 
uh, it was Professor uh, Dr. Stevens, who actually is on sabbatical, but runs the signal. And she was the one of the three that thought, you know, these journalists need a lot more than mm. the what they're just teaching them in school. Like it was just very narrow. Um, mm. That cur- that academic path was very narrow. It was just very journalists or communications. And they realized that the students had to be more prepared out for the job market. And I'm so glad that they realized that that major had to exist to be mm. able to provide more, more creativity, more skill sets. And of course, there's still the the classic journalism major and communications mm-hmm. majors. Um, and so we exist amongst all of the other students in those departments as well. Um, and I, my writing professor always says, oh, I love working with creative media students because we can just have them do anything. We literally <laughs> go in there and make a design or a video or write something. And we do. And that's another part of having to be versatile and be ready on the fly to be like, go from writing a story to taking pictures out at a rainy baseball game to being able to go and interview and take videos at a gym. And so, again, this this um, degree is very active. I like it. And so I think that's where I find a lot of my fulfillment is that it keeps me active and creative in ways beyond I could even imagine sometimes. And so it's, yeah, it's great. I would definitely, um, even on CSU's website, you can click on the creative media link and um, there's a, you know, professors there, Um, even students, there's been students changing their degrees uh, Mm -hmm. once they learn about the creative media program. And some change just from like business or marketing and or some will just change entirely from like something drastic. And so mm-hmm. I think once students realize that this program exists and that was the reason I wanted to write that article because I didn't feel like a lot of students understood what it the program really entailed. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to explain that it was very diverse and robust. And the type of careers mm-hmm. that are available are, I feel, so abundant. I feel mm-hmm. like now it's not like you're going in to just go get just a marketing job or just a journalist job. Like now you can go in there and especially when they're asking for multiple skill sets. And now you can go in there and compete in other job markets, whether it's video or graphic design Mm -hmm. or writing, or now you've just multiplied your opportunity to market yourself Mm -hmm. in different avenues and different ways. Um, And that's what I I find appealing. That's what I really found appealing. And so sometimes it's hard to keep up with. I was just talking to my friend. (laughs) Um, at this game, because I was like, wow, I feel like I'm still processing graphic design from last semester. Like I'm still stuck on this business poster. But my art class has been helping me understand better composition and how I could have maybe laid it out differently. So again, this is where like, I feel like a lot of the pieces of the puzzle are coming together in my third semester and things are really starting to make more sense. And this is where I'm really starting to find value in my education at my age. I'm really happy that 
I can find and see that growth, not only in me as a person at my age to have the confidence and to be able to keep growing and immerse myself into an academic setting with younger students, but just to know that I was able to go in with an open mind and accept that it wasn't just that straight, narrow path that I set for myself, but I was able to just, there's this Bruce Lee saying um, where he says, be like water and how like you should learn how to be formless and adapt to situations. And so really at at my age, I feel like that's so important because Mm -hmm. if you want to keep growing and stay healthy, you have to just learn how to adapt to different situations. And we all should really, but just because I feel like people tend to slow down as we get older. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when we should allow ourselves to learn how to adapt more to situations and learn from different experiences. Um, Because I can't even imagine my life without this experience now and being able to go back at my age. And um, I hope that I'm making my dad proud. And I know my kids constantly tell me how proud they are of me. And so it's always reassuring to know that I'm on the right path. And it's not just for me, but for a lot of other people, a lot of other important Mm -hmm. people. And I've even met strangers and they're like, wow, you're inspiring me. And I'm like, oh, wow, that makes me so happy (laughs) because really, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I just like you, I love connecting with people and meeting people. And I'm just so happy you had me here (laughs) that we can talk and you can know my story because I do really hope that anybody, I love the Valley. This is where I'm from. This is my home. My grandfather was a farm labor contractor. My my dad came out here as a young boy out in the valley. And this is where I grew up. And even when I was younger and I went to UC Irvine and I said, oh, I'm never going back to Modesto. I'm never going back to the valley. But, you know, I came back and <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is where I have my family. And I'm so grateful because I've also lived in Arizona and which I, I love the desert, but it's really hard to find fresh produce, fresh fruit, <laughs> fresh seafood. Yeah. In the desert, there's it's so hot. And um, so now that I'm back, I've been back in the valley, I appreciate the mm-hmm. land, the soil here. Um, I just went to the farmer's market last weekend and picked up oh, the best lettuce and tomatoes and mushrooms. And I, I'm just so grateful for, for what we have here in the valley. And um, this has always been home for me and it it always will be. And I'm so grateful to be at Stan State. I I really am because it feels like home. It it does. And so I think everybody that is thinking about going back to school, really think about a place that you can envision yourself growing and and learning at and that that feels like home. So I, my daughter's going to San Francisco state in the fall and she had, um, another option, uh, at Cal state LA. And I told her, go where it feels like home and you can see yourself growing and mm-hmm. learning because that setting is so important. You want to find mm-hmm. an environment that's conducive to learning and then where you can see yourself really mm-hmm. at studying and growing 
And so I also get to, um, not to brag about <laughs> Stan Stadium, but the library, I'm not sure if you got to see the new library at Stan State. I got to see it from the outside, but not, not yeah, from yeah, the outside. Yeah, it's, it's open. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. So I get to enjoy the new library at Stan State. Um the you know, student center little, too. Yeah, the student the center. <laughs> so nice. And you know what? They have really good sushi and poke bowls. They have really good oh, dining there. They upgraded yes, their dining. Well. <laughs> yeah. And um, we got a Starbucks. So yeah, I, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, it was worth the wait. So <laughs> get all Definitely. the extra perks. <laughs> Especially around this time too. I mean, I, I graduated back in 2017 uh for from grad school and they built, they did all this like change. I want to say like well, like two, three years ago. And from just seeing it, I'm like, I want to go back. I don't care what I yeah. like, study. Like it just, it seems so relaxing to be in this new library that before it wasn't as like welcoming, right? Because it was more like, where am I getting myself into? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Oh, it is, it is so beautiful. Just the aesthetics, the colors, all the amenities. There's a little canteen mm. downstairs. You can get oh. snacks, food, wow. drinks. That's big. Um, yeah, I, I filmed oh. there because I needed a setting that looked kind of like a 7-Eleven. And the mm. other student suggested, she goes, oh, let's use the canteen. So she stood behind the like little register. <laughs> it worked. It worked. And it was great. Um, so, yeah, the library is just amazing. It's beautiful. There's also some great art in there. I'm not sure who the artist is, but they did a great job in on that. And the student center is amazing as well. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. Um there's different places to eat. Again, they've got like the sushi place and they had a juice place and like the warrior grill. So I love that there's so many places on campus that are just very inviting to studying and um, very pleasing to be able to have a campus that you can do everything. You can learn, you can mm -hmm. study at, you can research at and connect with people and it's just a great place. I, I'm so proud to be a warrior. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're helped like doing better and like keeping students there on campus too. Cause like, again, when I went, it was like a whole different situation and you kind of didn't want to be around as much. And if you wanted food, you were like, well, there's nothing really good here to eat. So I'm just going to go out and go around town, find something to eat. And that takes you away from that mindset of like, I'm here to, you know, actually embrace the environment, focus on what I'm like studying, like, you know, just uh, work on my homework and all that versus you going to like a Starbucks that's like <laughs> across from campus to yeah. do that because it's all so noisy. And I think we just don't realize that as much. And then when I reflect back now, I'm like, yeah, that's a huge like difference in where you're at. Yeah, I and thank you for that perspective, really, because it makes me that much more grateful for my experience. Because again, I'm just enjoying all these, these fun <laughs> things. And so um, it is really important. I get what you're saying. Because my experience the first time around when I was at UC Irvine, I was just really, I was younger, and I was a lot shyer and more timid. And I didn't really immerse myself, maybe. And my major was so different. Um, and so now with these change, now I want to be on campus. And so, like you said, the fact that they have these amenities and places to eat on campus and it keeps people, like you said, in that mindset versus 
once you leave, you get out of the groove of things, you got to get your books and things set up again. And so I really can spend my whole day on campus without feeling like I spent my whole day on campus because I can be in different areas of campus and they all feel so different. And literally like our Starbucks on campus is beautiful. And I'm like, oh, it feels like I'm in the city or something. <laughs> and then if I go to the sushi spot, I'm like, oh, it feels like I'm at the mall. <laughs> if I go study at the library, I'm like, oh, I'm in, I don't know, like really some fancy library because they've got some amazing seating. There's conference rooms, big conference rooms, little conference rooms. We also use those for filming. Um, they've got, you know, both floors, the multicultural centers upstairs. Um, it's just really this amazing place to be. And again, there's so many spots on campus that you can be at now without feeling like, oh, it's, it's not a drag or it doesn't feel like you're just seeing the same thing. I honestly sometimes feel like I'm in like two different when I, if I'm on one side of the campus, part of the day. And then I go to the other side, like to the art side. I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm in a, just in a different town or something because I've been over here on this side. And so they've done such a great job. And I'm glad to hear that because I think that definitely helps um, retain students and help with their graduation rates. And I know that um there are a lot of students that I'm in class with that are either like from the Bay Area or from SoCal. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me happy that they're coming out to Turlock um, to go to school and they like it. And so maybe one day they'll add more housing because I think they just still have the same housing mm -hmm. and um, maybe some newer updated house student housing on campus would be good. Um, but I think as they've been progressing with all the new updates on campus, it's definitely a lot more attractive because I remember going to study at Stan State um, when I was at MJC when I was younger. I did my first two years of all my general ed courses at MJC. And so that's when I transferred to UC Irvine and I did one, one in, yeah, barely one year at UC Irvine, but where I came home and life took a different direction. But again, I'm just so glad. I'm just so proud to be there because I'm so happy to see the change. And there's still changes happening. They're building a new child development center. And so oh. that's going up. And um, it's going to be up toward the front, toward Monta Vista Avenue. And so our creative media classes actually moved from the art building over somewhere by the library. And because I'm not taking any digital classes this semester, I'm not sure where they're at, but they're moving because the old digital media room is going to become another art studio or something. And then they moved the, um, so once they build the new child development center, the creative media program is going to move over there because we're growing as well. So Departments are kind of shifting as they're building on campus. And so that's good to know it. You know, I feel like mm -hmm. they're just going to keep improving and, and growing and, and getting better. And I could see that just even by the addition of a new major is, I feel, shows towards signs of progression and, and growth mm -hmm. in the college as well.
And I believe we have a new chancellor, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So because um, I heard something about an article being written on that. So um, I know that they're working hard toward um, helping students and inspiring students. And I think that that's a really a smart way to go because we like those. We enjoy those amenities and it makes the experience mm-hmm. that much more worthwhile. And I hope just even in how I talk about it, I I love it there because I do get to experience all those, those great amenities and enjoy it. And it's again, very conducive to my learning because it inspires me. And so I would just, again, suggest look for a place where you can feel like it feels like home. And so whether it's a place in your town or a place you've always wanted to move to, I always try to encourage people to just go out and have experiences and especially while you're young. And, but if you have the opportunity, well, as you know, if you're older, then certainly, definitely don't hesitate because um, there's one thing I learned in journalism and, you know, time doesn't wait, stories don't wait, and you got to go out there and just do it. And I feel like you have to, if you're thinking about it, you just have to go do it because it's, those things don't just fall in your lap by thinking about it. You have to take the action. And if somebody is doing something that you think you might like doing or that inspires you in any way, try it. You know, even just if it's a doodle in your book or buy a really, you know, cheap paint set to see if it's something you might be interested in or write a story. Um, But yeah, that's my suggestion. Just, do it. Don't think about it. That's, um, you know, a lot of people ask me how I got through raising four kids, um, because they're all, they were all very young together. And, um, I said back then I was doing a lot of diapers and, and strollers and stuff. But back then I didn't think about it. You just do it because you're living in the moment. And when you live in the moment, it allows you to be just present, do it, and then before you know it, you can look back on growth and progress and be proud of yourself. More importantly, if you're if you're getting older and you're aging and you want to just stay stay healthy in your mind, not even just stay healthy. It's important to stay healthy in your mind, not just even in your body. And so learning a new hobby, anything new is important. Picking up the guitar. My dad always um, inspired me when he would tell me that he learned how to play guitar um, just through like he plays by ear. He could play by sound. And he just he said he wanted to learn how to play so bad that he just taught himself. And I Mm. mean, back then there was no YouTube. And so there was no way for him to even go to the library and pick up a book. And so. He, he learned, he learned how to just through, through sound, he learned how to play by ear. And my dad was an amazing guitarist. And so that always stuck with me too. Like I always thought of my dad when he said, um, I learned because I wanted to. And so I feel like that's a lot of how we should, you know, really approach life. Like mm-hmm. we really, if you want to learn something bad enough, you'll learn it. And, um, that's how I feel with art. I'm like, 
well, I, it wasn't so much that it wasn't so much that I wanted to learn it bad enough. It's I want an A in the class, but I also <laughs> wanted to show myself that I could learn something new. And that's why I followed through with the minor. And I wanted to believe that at my age, I could still learn things um, beyond my comfortability, beyond what I felt mm. like I could learn. And so graphic design felt natural for me because, again, I like working on computers and I was kind of like tech savvy that way. So I was like, oh, I could learn graphic design. But then I realized I did need those art fundamentals. And so that kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone. And so I think it's important at any age. But again, I'm going to say as you get older, it is really important that you push yourself out of a comfort zone because it's just so easy to allow yourself to become life kind of becomes a little monotonous or mundane. If you don't try to find ways to stay creative in your mind or Mm -hmm. your body or spirit, like you really have to, and it's balance. It is balance and it's work. It's work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's where school is one of those for me. It helps me with the, the mind part of the balance. It helps keep my mind healthy And so I try to combine that with other important things like going to the gym um, and praying and meditating. And as you get older, you realize the value of all of those things and how important they are. And then you get to decide how much time you want to invest in each one of them. And then when you decide that, you start to realize that those are the areas where you'll see growth mm-hmm. because that's how much time and effort you put into that area. And then sometimes you realize you need to put a little bit more time into another area mm-hmm. because maybe you've been putting more time into one. So I, I, I find myself constantly trying to balance those three things because of that reason. Like sometimes I'm just overwhelmed with school and, and work and getting things done. And so maybe I'll put church off or things like that. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I kind of got to ground myself again and reboot. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> but you're doing a great job with all that. And, you know, I think one of the great benefits of going back to school at a later age is that like, you're more in tune to what's going on, right? And I think when you're younger, it's so easy to like, take things for granted. And, you know, I've known students that they just don't take their schooling seriously, right? And they, they're just there just to like get the degree, not really experience anything else on campus or really like dive into some of the classes, right? And so I think it's good because you're able to actually like value every dollar that you're putting into your, your schooling and, you know, yeah. not not feel like, oh, they're paying for all this and that. And like, oh, I, I don't really care about this because I'm not paying for it or, you know, it's it's just not not a thing. So that's all great stuff. You know, this has been really like inspirational and all the messages that like you've sent out. And I hope anyone listening, regardless of how old they are too, I mean, it could be like a 25 year old who maybe dropped out at at the age of 20. (laughs) Um, To realize that like, Hey, you can go back, you can, you know, major in anything you want. Don't limit yourself maybe to, like you said, the majors that people might often think of, of like, you know, maybe like doctor, psychology, lawyer, like all those other ones too. But you could do things and do majors like the one you're doing that might like, quote unquote, be for like younger students, right? Or you might 
have that misconception, right? That, oh, it's only for young people and actually be able to do that because it is a lot fun and you're able to inspire others to continue to have more like creative media outlets, especially here in the 209 where like we know that, you know, we're still, you know, we're getting there, you know, there we're not as big as like LA or San Francisco when it comes to like all these like creative media outlets, but you know, it, it takes people studying what you're studying, putting their work out there, inspiring others. And then before you know it, we're going to have like art centers in different places and businesses actually like interested more in the way they portray themselves, you know, with social media, with putting video out there, photography, all that of their products. And it's great. I mean, as a marketer myself, it makes me really happy that they're doing this, that you're doing this and that, you know, we're, we're able to inspire more people through some of the you know creative outlets that we have. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> For sure. No, thank you. Thank you, Luis. I love that. I love that we've been able to connect on, on that same platform. And uh, thank you for having me and allowing me to share. And definitely check out that creative media program at Stanford State if um, anyone's ever interested. And yeah, good luck to anyone ever thinking about just trying something again in life at any age. Thank you. Uh, definitely let, let me know when you uh, graduate. You know, we'll want to like share all that and maybe have you back on at that point. I'll probably already be doing live shows so we could even, you know, answer people's questions and all that. So, yeah, that'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Lise. Thank you again. Thank you again, Novero, for being on the show tonight. Really appreciate hearing all those motivational words and As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, and not just for anyone trying to decide whether to go back to college or not, but in general, if you've always wanted to do something and you get to a certain age where you feel like you might be too old to do something, never feel that way. Always know that you can do anything that you'd like to do. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you always enjoyed something, go do it. If you had to take a break, go back at it. If you always wanted to learn how to play guitar, Take lessons. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're not of the age to learn. There's no such thing as that. And I hope that listening to this episode today, that helps motivate you to learn something new. Well, if any of you are not yet following the social media pages for the 209 Journey, I invite you to do so. You can find it at the 209 Journey, basically on most of the social media apps out there, except TikTok. I haven't really gotten too into that. So uh, I actually don't have a page for it there, but you can find it on all the other ones as well as on YouTube. I have a lot of the episodes uploaded on there too. And I am working on getting some video content of events, of businesses in the 209 added on there as well. So be on the lookout for that. I'm also working on some live shows as well for the podcast, which would be streamed on Facebook and YouTube. They wouldn't be podcast episodes per se. They would be more on a live show format. So if you follow the social media pages, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to find out uh, when those happen and be able to tune in and leave your comments as well. So check them out. And just to give you all a preview of who I'll be interviewing next Thursday here on the 209 Journey, I'll be talking to a professional soccer player who was born in Modesto, but moved to series when he was around 11 and has had quite an interesting career. So 
you'll definitely want to make sure you tune into that one as well because it will surely be another inspirational episode here on the podcast so definitely get a chance to listen to that next thursday and subscribe to the show if you haven't yet so you find out when that gets posted well everyone i hope you have a great day or night whenever you might be listening to this and i'll see you next thursday here on the 209 journey podcast